Uh, Lee, how much was your uh, first wholesale deal, bro? Uh, man, it was $4,000. $4,000, yeah. and it came from what uh, Lee source? Uh, Bandit Sign. Bandit Sign. Bandit, Bandit Sign. What up, what up, yes, wholesale to million family? Happy Thursday. We're back with another subscriber first wholesale deal interview. And you guys, if you recently um, have closed your first deal, be sure to shoot me an email over to wholesale2millions at gmail.com. Show me the money. Show me the checks. Love to get you onto the channel so you can share with everybody your stories, all right? So before I let Ali take over and share his stories, how he got his first wholesale deal, um, I want to let those of you who don't know, I'm running a 2K web class. Happen on September 28th. It's 2000 per person or per couple. It's a web class. It's exclusively for the first 20 people that want to spend a whole entire day with me to take their life, their business to a whole other level. Because on that day, I'm sharing with you all the tools, all the strategies, um, all the systems, all the company, everything that we're currently using right now, all right, that is currently working. So that way you can know. So pretty much you can just copy and duplicate. And this is for those of you, you know, maybe you're starting out, you're a couple months in, you're lost, you're confused, you're overwhelmed, you're stressing out, right? Um, you're trying to get your first wholesale deal, but you don't know which path to go. You don't know where to put your marketing money. I'll help you come up with a marketing plan to start generating leads and to start closing deals. Um, and it's also for those of you who, you know, maybe you close your first deal, your second deal, your third deal, but, uh, but you're looking to build a team, looking to build a systems. Um, maybe your deals go up and down. You close one or two this month and then you go on you know, a couple months without any deals. Uh, what happened is we need to come up with a, a better marketing plan uh, for you. Um, so it's for, I, I mean, for everyone that's looking to take their life, their business to the next level, and you just don't want to waste time. Um, and basically you're paying for the knowledge, the informations, um, everything I'm going to give to you for the last past eight years that I've learned and gather. And that's what's currently working right now. And I'll give it to you all on that day. And if that's you, I'm talking to you, shoot an email over to wholesale to millions, wholesale to millions at gmail.com. Anyways, let's no further ado. You guys, put your hand, put your thumb together, and help me welcome and bring on Ali. What up, bro? What's good, bro? How you feeling? Good, 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 man. Hey, thank you so much for taking the time to jump on, dude. We got about thirty minutes running a little bit late today. Got about thirty yep, minutes, yep. and um, uh, for those of you throughout this interview, at if it at any value to you, if you like me to continue doing this, please be sure to show my guests some love and boom, smash the thumbs up. You're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe and also to turn on that bell notification. Ali, I'll let you take it over, man. I want to hear your story, bro. Okay, perfect. So um, pretty much about how I started into real estate. Um, I used to be a door-to-door -door salesman. So I used to go door-to-door. -door. Um, did that for about a year and a half. Um, went, became like one of the top sales rep in the company. And then um, I just left the business because it was hard to scale. It's hard to teach people how to go door to door or not. But so I left that business and um, I started wholesaling. Um, I started, I learned about wholesaling in December, the end of December. Um, I started like the second week in January, got my first deal. Well, I got a first contract signed by the end of January, but it actually wasn't a deal. So um, throughout that time, I was just getting a lot of properties on the contract and then come to find out either the taxes were sold, I couldn't redeem it, or I had it at too high of a price or whatever. So I was just still learning the business. So now with this deal, um, a lady called in from a bandit sign. Um, and as soon as she called in, I, I knew it was a deal. So um, I met her the same day. 
went to the house, got in on the contract the same day. Um, come to find out, it was a probate deal. She never went through probate. Her parents passed away like six, seven years ago, never went through probate. And um, I had to locate a few heirs because she wasn't speaking to them. So it, it was a long process, but I had to locate like four heirs, um, get them to sign off on everything. And uh, man, I'm telling you this deal, I got I got it in contract on beginning of January. It was supposed to close the the first week of July. Ended up closing the pretty much the last week of August. So August twentieth, that's when we actually closed on the deal. Mm. And um yeah, man, like the, the it it was a crazy deal. The buyer was about to back out, the the seller was gonna back out. At, I I was gonna get a twelve K assignment fee. The the fee actually cut down my fee to four thousand just so I could save the deal. But you know, it's better to make some money than no money. So I just decided let me just cut it down and um make this money. You know, Dude, so, um, that, bro, that's how that deal works. I agree, bro, one hundred percent. So 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 uh, so Ali, you started back in December twenty eighteen. No, I, I I found out about wholesaling, so I just was introduced to wholesaling in December and I started pretty much February, like the end of January I started. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So you were exposed yep. in December, January started, and then you got your first deal lock up under contract and at the end of January. Yep. Pretty much. So first this deal, but it, was, it wasn't a deal. Okay. Okay. So, so what, so, so, so talk about, uh, so, okay. So this deal came from bandit sign. So somebody call you from off your bandit sign yep okay and then now tell me how it goes so she calls you up and then kind of roughly tell me how did the conversation goes okay so pretty much she called me she said hey look i'm i'm, I'm looking to sell my home um i want to go to move to atlanta so i just want to get rid of the property it's my parents property but i took care of it um and i and i asked her like hey you know like i mean it's in um i i asked her has she listed with a realtor? She said, no, I'm the first person she, she spoke to. So I just took advantage of that. But either way, um, it was a full gut. Um, she stayed upstairs. It was a duplex in Chicago. It was a brick duplex. Um, she stayed upstairs. Downstairs was completely molded out. It had a hole in the wall, man. It, it needed a lot of work. So um, I was able to get her out of that situation. And right now she's in Atlanta right now, which is um actually like my hometown. So nice bro. Um, I was happy to have her out. yeah yeah man absolutely nice bro okay so basically this deal is a duplex so when she calls you on the first call do you guys do you guys exchange any uh numbers i seen like price wise no no um first call as soon as she called um i just set up the appointment immediately the same day like two three hours after she called i was gonna set it up the next day but i i just i was like let me take advantage of this um situation just because i knew she was um very motivated and um i knew it was a deal just based off what she was saying she didn't owe anything on the property it was a probate um no well she she did have a, a, a taxes sold last year um but it, it was all the numbers made sense for it to, for it to be a deal okay bro so basically on the phone uh on the phone mm -hmm. what price uh what price did she give you um, she didn't have a price. She didn't know. She she that's why she was contacting me. So um, I went by, showed her the comps, the properties in the neighborhood was selling for, 
And um, I just gave her an offer right then and there, and she accepted it. Um, she went back and forth with the kids about it, um, but they accepted the offer, and then we got another contract, and uh, that's when the process started. Okay, okay. I got you, bro. So, okay, so she contacted you, and, and you know mm -hmm. it's a deal because she mentioned – uh she mentioned it's like kind of like an inherited property and uh mm -hmm. mentioned all basically all the pain and exactly gotcha okay so but no prices mentioned so you booked the appointment went out met with the seller at the property and lock it up on the contract yes sir okay cool man so what's the asking what's the asking price uh for what i sold it for no 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 what's the asking price when you initially talked to the seller, what's the asking price? Uh, she didn't have a price. Right, she okay. She didn't know what she wanted for the property. Ah, okay. So you show her you show her some comps, and then you lock it up in a contract for what? I had it under contract for 48000 at first. Um, and then I had to renegotiate like a week before, a week before closing um, to 56000 I sold it to the M buyer for sixty. Um, yeah, because she was, she was about to back out. Um, the thing is she, we, we had a, a agreement to, um, give her a, few, a little bit of money to move out before the closing. Yeah. So, yeah. um, we gave her around $500. So when we gave her the $500 to move out, the buyer contacted me like two to three days later, he said, Hey, can we postpone closing for about uh, an extra two weeks? He had a, like a water leak at one of his apartments. So I said, okay, we can do that. However, that 500 that you gave to the seller is going to be, instead of it being a credit that's going to be taken out of their che um, check at closing, we're going to just give that to them so as an extension, you know? Mm. So a $500 extension for two weeks. So um, we got that. We got this uh, closing rescheduled. And the day I got the closing rescheduled, I sent it to the seller. And then she tried to back out. She was like, oh, I'm not, I don't want to do it. I'm going to go with somebody else. Um, you, you, you're wasting my time. And I'm like, Hey, look, we already gave you $500 to extend the contract. You agreed to it. What, what's the problem? Why would you want to back out now? It's only two weeks later, you know? So she, it was a big fuss. Um, she pretty much was about to cancel on me. So I had to renegotiate from 48,000 to 56,000 just to keep the deal going. Gotcha, man. Well, okay. Gotcha, bro. Gotcha, bro. Okay. So now I, I just want to understand the deal a little bit more clear. Okay. So it's under contract first under contract for 48 K and, yep. and when do you lock it up? Um, with the buyer or with her, I locked it up with her in the beginning of June. So, like oh, okay. First June. So, so, okay. So mm -hmm. June 1st. Yep. Like around that time. And then what was the expired date on the contract? The expired date on the contract was like June 30, June, yeah, like June 30th, but we were going to close the first week of July because we had to get a lot of paperwork with the probate. We, we, we actually skipped the um, probate court and we did an affidavit of airship with all the heirs. So we skipped probate court. We did the affidavit of airship. We ordered the water certificate, zoning certificate, and all of that came back in the first week of July. So that's why we were going to schedule a closing. However, the buyer, we have to the we have to reschedule the closing with the buyer for like a month later, so like July thirty first. Oh right, okay, okay. So Ali, yeah. I just want to make sure. Okay, so you locked the property on the contract June first. On the original contract, it was set to close June thirtieth. 
Yep. Okay. So, but due to probate, you have to contact all the heirs and get all their signature on the purchase and sale agreement. Exactly. And uh, how do you cut? Obviously, you uh, you skip trace them, right? Um. Well, actually, the the seller she knew because it was like a long story, right? So it, it was three kids, her, her sister, who's in St. Louis, and her brother, but her brother passed away. So we had to do pro affidavit of heirship for her brother, kids. So her brother had four kids. So we had to contact her brother's wife, ex-wife, so she can get in contact with the kids. So that's how we got to her. And um, now her sister in St. Louis, she didn't want nothing to do with the deal at all. So we have to like convince her to sell it because she didn't want any money from the deal. So we have to, I have to like convince her or, you know, to, to, to help her sister out of the situation she's gotcha. in so she can sell the property. So it, it was a long story, man, but I had to, I, I pretty much was dealing with six people on the oh, deal. Oh God. I got you, yep. bro. Okay. I got you. So, so this is a duplex. Okay. Gotcha. And you're able to get all the signatures, bro. Great job. Now, exactly. Okay, so let me ask you, so how many bedrooms and bathrooms on, uh, and square feet on, uh, on each unit? Okay, so each unit was about like a thousand square feet. Um, I, I believe it was um, two, one. Two bedroom, yep. one bath? Two bedroom, one bath. Yep, on both of them. Okay, gotcha, man. Yep, two so, bedroom, one bath. Gotcha, okay, so one of them need a complete gut. Yep. And the other one? The other one needed some work. Um, okay. The other one, the upstairs needed work. It had a, a, a leak in the um, roof. Okay. Um, now. Yep, it needed some work. I got you, bro. So now, what's the estimated uh, rehab? Um, I say about 70 to 80,000. 70, 80,000. 70, 80K. Okay. So basically, the rehab is putting this property in rental condition, right? Yep. Okay. And what can we get potential rent? Oh, man. Now that you said that, I don't even remember. Um, probably like, in that area, um, you could probably get like a thousand. A thousand a unit? Yeah, a thousand a unit. Gotcha, bro. Okay. Okay. So now, okay. So let's talk about this, man. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so it's under contract. So June 30th, obviously, time frame, it's up. So you yep. have to now extend it because of due to all the air. So and so you got an extension from her from, so extend it to when? I got it extended to the 31st, July 31st, because that's when the buyer said he would be able to close because um, he was doing the 1031 exchange. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, I got you. So, so basically, that's your first extension. Yep, exactly. Gotcha. Okay, so your first extension was extended all the way to July 31st, and she was okay with that? Yes. She signed, and the seller signed the extension? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So it was extended to July 31st. Okay, now how do you find your buyer? Um, I actually, um, it's it's actually funny. The buyer owned the property next door. So um, I, I just contacted all the people who bought properties in that area. From where? Um, and, um, I just pulled a list from the county of all the recent cash transactions. 
Okay. Um, Skip chased him, called him, and um, at the time he was in Vegas. Um, it, okay. it was funny. At the time he was in Vegas, he was kind of drunk. He didn't know what I was saying. <laughs> and then he called me back the next day, and then he gave me more than asking price. Because I was originally asking for 55 He said he would give me 60 sight unseen, and he'll take care of it. So that's oh, when wow. I decided to put it in the contract. Yep. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so wait. So you, you pulled the list, and and what company do you use for a skip trace? Um, Batch skip tracing. Correct. Okay, batch skip tracing. Okay, got it. Mm -hmm. So pull the list, all the cash buyer, and how far did you go back? Six months, five months, or? or? Uh, I went back one year. one year. One year. Okay, one year for all the cash. You're end up to call this cash buyer, and he was currently in Vegas. And so you, you told him the price was how much? I told him it was 55. And then he offered you 60K. Yep. The next day he called back and said, um, um, he didn't really know what was going on when I called him. So he gave me a call back. He was like, Hey, I just noticed that you're selling the property next door to me, um, that I own. So he wanted to buy it. Okay. Gotcha. So you said 55, but the guy offered you 60K. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. So now you found the buyer. So he, so he's going to move forward with sight unseen. He's, he, he doesn't have to walk through the property. Exactly. Okay. So you now send him the assignment agreement, right? Yes. Okay. We so actually you met up at um, Whole Foods. <laughs> you met him up at Whole Foods? Met him at Whole Foods, got it signed, got the earnest money deposited at Fidelity. Gotcha. So for those of you who don't know, you can actually uh, use a DocuSign which is an electronic sign you can send over mm -hmm. the agreement through DocuSign and he just signed it. So you don't have to go meet the seller, the yeah. buyer or anybody, but okay. Exactly. That's what I do now. <laughs> gotcha, bro. Okay. So now it's under contract for 60 K. Okay. Now you found a buyer buyers willing to buy sight unseen, which is the best move forward at 60 K. So tell me what's going on, man. So when it, so it comes to July, so now that you okay man when when did you get all the signature of all the air um i got it like the last week of june um the last week of june but um when, when i got it that's when we ordered the zoning certificate that takes about 10 business days in chicago to okay back. i got you bro so when you found the buyer how soon did the buyer said that he can close he told me um pretty much he can close the first week of july Okay, he can close the first week of July and then, but you got the contract with the seller until July 31st, dude. I'm just looking at the clock, man. So July 31st, so, in, okay, so he said he can close the first week of July and then after the first week of, so on the assignment agreement, closing was first week of July with the buyer. Yep, Okay. exactly. Good, so now July comes to come by and then what happened? Obviously buyer. Yep. He said, um, he, he actually had got another investment because he was using the 1031. So, um, he wanted to do a creative fine, uh, strategy, uh, where he just paid uh, a little bit and then paid the rest off, but the seller wouldn't agree to it. So she just wanted one full lump sum. So he said, okay, Hey, I'll have the money by July 31st. Um, I had the option to just cancel it, take the earnest money back. Um, since he didn't pull through, but, um, I just decided, you know, just to go along with him since he gave over asking price. 
Um, and he already put down he put down more earnings money and everything like that. So I decided, let me just, if the seller agrees to July 31st, let's do it, you know? So that's how I went along with that. Oh, oh okay. Hold on a second, bro. Hold on a second, man. Okay, so buyer said July, first week of July, that he can close on it. You had a contract extended with the seller until July 31st. Now, everybody mm -hmm. probably want to know, man, how much was the earnest money that you have with the seller? So first, oh, that, that I put down with the seller? Yes. I put down, what, $10? And those of you who don't have $10, this game is not for you. Get lost. Because <laughs> exactly. I get people like, hey, Kong, well, how about the earnest money? Well, there you go, man. Some people put down $0. Some people put down $1. But anyways, so $10 on this for earnest money. And then how much was a non-refundable deposit that the buyer put down? So first he put down a thousand and then he came back and put down two thousand. So he put down a thousand. Mm -hmm. And then what do you mean and by he, he came back down. and put down another two thousand? He put down two thousand to extend it from instead of closing the first of July to thirty first of July. Gotcha. So now so now you have three thousand non refundable from the buyer. Exactly. Okay. Okay, listen, man. So when the, when, when the buyer said, hey, I'm ready to close July 1st, I guess mm -hmm. what I'm understanding is that you notify the seller and said, hey, we can close July, uh, first week of July, right? Yep. Okay, got you, bro. Now, the buyer said, hey, I cannot, now I cannot close. I can close at the end of July, which that is the closing date that you have with the seller. Um, no, so... When he told me he could close end of July, that's when I went back to the seller and said, "Hey, we can close end of July." Mm -hmm. Instead, let's do an extension, and then she agreed to it. So because she at the time she was looking for a place in Atlanta to stay, so it it worked out for both of us, you know. As as she was looking for a place in Atlanta, it gave her an extra month to look. So she agreed to the extension to July thirty first. Okay, I'm sorry, but. I was going to dissect it a little bit more, but I don't have the time for it. Okay, gotcha, man. So, okay, so July 31st came around. Why did the seller want to back out? Um, because we had to extend it one more time for August for two weeks again. So, like, the second week of August. And she just felt like, hey, man, you keep, you keep um, extending things. Are we really going to close? Everything like that. Um, you know, I, I wanted to close fast. Um, but at the time we already gave her $500 to help her move out. And then we gave her an extra 500 to extend it one more time for two weeks. So after we did all of that, that's when she decided, Hey, you know what? Um, she just didn't want to continue anymore. She was trying to cancel, um, even though we were under contract and everything like that. So, um, okay. that was pretty much that. Okay, bro. Okay, so basically July 31st come around, the buyer said, hey, they would need another extra two weeks, right? Yep. Two weeks too close. So now you got a 3000 non-refundable from the buyer. You already gave the seller 1000 bucks, pretty much non-refundable. Exactly. Okay. And then the seller at this time said that she doesn't want to move forward. She doesn't want to sign another extension. Oh, no. So we already had the extension signed. We already had the closing date scheduled again. Oh, wait, wait. Okay, bro. Okay. So you already had a extension signed with, with her for the mid, for middle of August? Yep. Okay. Okay. Got you, man. And then 
And then, and then she called you what? Uh, a couple days early back out or what? Yeah, she called me like um, as soon as I got the the closing date confirmed. Um, she called me. She was like, "Yeah, you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do this anymore." Um, it was her and her kids. They called me back. The kids was like, "Don't ever call my mom again." And and all this stuff, man. They they thought I wasn't serious. They thought I wasn't actually gonna close on the property, um, and everything. And I'm 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 telling them like, hey, man, why would I give you a thousand dollars if if I'm not gonna close on the property if I'm a scam, you know? Right. So um, I renegotiated with her. Um, hope luckily she was understanding, and uh, we renegotiated. I it took I took an eight k assignment fee, um, took it off my assignment, so. Instead of twelve k, I, I I walked away with like four k. Okay, okay, bro. So so the sellers are signing an extension until middle of August. Yep. It's the exact time frame that your buyer are gonna close on it. Exactly. Which which that's exactly what happened. Exactly, it happened. So, okay, man. So the day that she signed the extension, she calls you the next day or or, or what and say that she called me like so she signed it Friday. Um, I got the scheduled closing. I got the closing scheduled Monday, and then on Monday, that's when she called after I sent her the text. Okay, bro, gotcha. Okay, so, so she she calls you Monday, and that's when she she was all fed up and doesn't want didn't want to go forward with it anymore. And then, exactly. okay, so basically, you still have the property under contract for forty eight thousand at the time. Yep. The buyer was still in it for sixty k. Mm -hmm. Okay, man. My question for you is, why did you offer the seller eight k? Um, the seller wanted like seventy thousand, so she was like, "If I'm gonna continue for it, um, I'm gonna get seventy thousand because she felt like I gave her too low of an offer. Um, she said, um, because her daughter was a a realtor like eight years ago and everything yep. like that, and she was like, the property was worth this much eight years ago and, and stuff like that, man. So, um, they thought they 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 could get more out of the property." Um, so they were like, if you don't give me 70, then it's no deal. We're going to walk away. Um, you can bring a lawyer, you can bring whoever you want, but we're not going to sell it and stuff like that. So I had to renegotiate it. I was trying to get it, you know, increase my, um, I was trying to get it to at the most 55. Um, but she said, we agreed at 56 and that's where it happened. Gotcha, bro. Gotcha. Okay. Dude, like, man, I really want to dissect this deal, but I, I don't have any I don't have much time, bro. So I'm sorry. So I, I, I just want to push through. So, okay. So, so basically, okay. So, okay. So, so basically you and the seller talks again and the seller now must've heard from her daughter and said, Hey, you know, at the price that we agree, it's not going to work. I need it. I want it to be at 70 K. Yep. Okay. So, okay, bro. So, so at this time, what I want to know from you is, are you negotiating with the seller at the get-go, at the beginning, as you are the buyer? Like, like you are the decision maker? Like, like they're dealing with you? Yeah, that's what I was doing. Got it, bro. First. Okay, got it, bro. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a tip, bro. So basically, I, I don't know how your purchase and sell agreement is all set up. But if, 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 if the seller are signed an extension... If they come back and want to back out, you just need to tell them. This is where, this is where, this is where, dude, if you're not the decision maker, if you're just part of a group, it's, 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 it, dude, it's going to be a lot better because you're not trying to cause any conflict or any confrontation. You would, you would say something like this, bro. Well, I understand 
that at this time you're, you're, you're changing your mind in the price. Well, you know what? I, we had a meeting and my team manager said, if you guys want to back out the deal, you need to give us $10,000. If you want to back out the deal, you, you need to give us $10,000 if you want to back out the deal. I mean, it could be any number, right? It could be five, it could be whatever it is that, that you decided, but you don't say it's you. You say, that's my team manager. My team manager okay. had a meeting. I told them this is what's going on. And they said, if you want to back the, out the deal, that's fine. You can back out the deal, but you need to give us $10,000. Otherwise, we're going to move forward to closing at this price. I mean, that's if you playing, hey, this is what we agreed. This is what executed. But I agree that you, you just want to get the deal done because uh, obviously, but I'm telling you, in the future, you need to, you need to hold your ground. And what you, what you want to do, bro, is here's what you want to do, man. You want to be water, my friend. And what that is, bro, <laughs> you want to be water, my friend, okay? What, so what you want to do, bro, is you want to come in. They said, hey, they were firm on this. All right, send the attorney. Well, guess what we're going to do? This is what my team managers say we're going to do. Is here's an agreement. You got to pay us 10000 if you want to back out of the deal. All right, if you want to move forward with the gripes we agreed on, we are ready to move forward with it. But my team manager said, so it's not you, bro. So, so, so they, can't have the, they cannot have hard feeling on you. Now it's, it's, it's your team manager, it's your company said, hey, 10K if you want to back out of the deal. And trust me, man, once you already have an agreement, it's, it's they're locked in, right? Like, like, the agreement, yeah. like, like they're locked in with you. Like on the agreement, if they want to back out, they're going to be consequences. They cannot sell the property to anyone else beside you. So you can tell the title company to cloud the title or whatever it is that you need to do. All right. And on the agreement, if it's like, I don't know what your agreement set up. Our agreement set up. If, if, if we're going to get an attorney involved, it's the seller responsibility to pay for all the costs and all the fees. And you can tell them that, Hey, on our agreement, if you want to review it again, go ahead and read it again. But if we're going to take this out to court, it's the seller responsibility for all the attorney fees and all any acquiring costs. But if you want to, so basically what I'm trying to do is, bro, is that when you come off and say, hey, here's what my team manager is saying, that if you want to back out of the deal, so for example, Ali, if you're the seller, I said, hey, my team manager said, if you want to back out of the deal, it, you, know, you have to pay us $10,000 for all the time, for all the money that we have involved in the deal already, all right? Um, and, right. And, 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 and just so you know, I really try to fight for you, um, but I also want you to understand, Ali, it's on the agreement. You can review it. If you want to back out, you as the seller are going to acquire all the attorney fee and all the costs, right? Because it's not all fault that we decided to back out. It's you decided that you want to back out. You are signing an extension with us. We can get this close. We can get this wrap up for you, Ali. I mean, we're only a, a week or so away. Let's just get this done. So that's something I would say, okay? But, if, but, right. but, if, but I'm saying if the seller say like that, you come in firm, bro, and you feel... You want to come in firm and let's see what the seller said because you already got control, bro. Controls, they already signed an addendum. They already signed a purchase and sale agreement, bro. You're in control. So you want to come in salt firm and see where they're coming in at. And I'm saying maybe you guys will renegotiate and maybe you can give her a little bit more money, but maybe that not, not that much. Does that make sense, bro? Right. Okay. Makes sense. So anyways, bro, I, I just want to give you that little tip, that's all. But obviously all of this, it's going to come through experience. The more you do it, the more, the better you're going to get in negotiating and all of that. But I don't have time to exactly. uh, get into that. But what about well, once, once, once for all, bro, I want to say congrats for getting the deal done. Congrats for going through and getting it done, man. Cause I know when there's other people involved and things like that, it can get a little bit crazy. So great job, bro. Great oh, job. man. Appreciate so, it, man. Uh, 
so Ali man, how can people how can people connect with you, dude? Um, you can um follow me on Instagram. Um, I don't really be on it like that, but it's um Ali underscore one like the number and peace P I E C E. Okay, man. Um, okay, Ali A L I underscore the number one P E A C E. Yeah, P I E C E. Yep. Oh, P I E C E. Got a uh, guy. Got it, bro. Got it, bro. All right, dude. And um, how um uh, for those that are starting out, bro. For those that are starting out, man, trying to get their first deal. What 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 are some tips, advice that you can give to them, bro? Um, one tip I could say is not everywhere uses the seventy percent rule. You know, um, everybody says use the seventy percent, but not every area. That you know, some areas you could do eighty percent, some areas you could do sixty-five, sixty. Um, and um, just consistently, you got to consistently market. Um, if you don't put in the work consistently, you're not gonna see the gains, not gonna see the results. Boom, <laughs> love it, man. I dude, yep. I love it. So for for okay, man. For those of you who don't know what Ali just mentioned, I like to say thirty percent, but some people like to say you know seventy percent rules. I like to say 30% because it makes more sense to me. I feel like, hey, if I go to a store, if I'm going to buy this pen for, um, let's just say $10 and 30% off of that, like to me, you know, times 70% like doesn't make sense. But if I say, hey, if I go yeah. to a store, a store and this pen costs $10 and I can get it for 30% discount, to me that makes more sense. So what Ali's saying that in some area, you guys got to understand. So the rule of thumbs is most investor throughout the country, right? will buy property at a 30% discount, which means if you can lock a property up on a contract at a 30% discount, your if all the number makes sense, your chance of selling that is very high. Now, it depends on, obviously, the war zone. If not, right, there are areas where you have to get under 40% discount, maybe 50% discount. You have to understand your buyer and you have to understand your market. And Ali just mentioned some area, buyer, because it's so hot, it's so competitive, that you can actually sell it at a 20% discount, sometime even at a 15% discount. So imagine if you get this pen, you bought it at a 30% discount, and you're able not sell it to someone at a 30% discount, but you're able to sell it to somebody that only needs a 15% discount. Exactly. So your margin, your assignment fee can be, can be a lot bigger than the normal. So anyways, that's, that, that's understanding your market and understanding your buyer. Just don't get stuck. Like when I first started, I was so stuck on the 30% rules. Anything that come across yeah. my table that is not 30% discount, I would just, I would not even look at it because I thought right. I have to stick with the 30%. That's what people will buy it. But knowing what I know now, I was wrong. So obviously I throw a lot of, away a lot of deals. Oh man. Yeah, I know. I know, man. So anyways, dude, Ali, I want to say thank you so, so much, bro, for coming on, dude. I wish I would have had a more, little bit more time would have dive into a deal a little bit more and uh, kind of give you more tips on it. But overall, mm -hmm. bro, you did a great job and obviously much more success. Now you close your first deal. Are, are you on to the second, third one? Um, yeah, I got a, um, another property on the contract about to close on it. Um, hopefully next week. Um, How, much, 4, How much? 4,000. And then um, I got I just got two properties under contract today. So, yeah, man, come on, yep. man, shit. For those of you, listen, it's, the first one is always the hardest. It's the hardest. It's because you're trying to learn. Right. You're trying to learn the business, right? And you're trying to do it. 
like kind of all the same time. But once you get the first one done, you kind of know the process. And then it's just from there, one, if, you can, if you can stay consistent, it's just one after another and one after another. All right? So get rinse it done. Repeat. What's that, bro? I said rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. That's right. Anyway, so Sister Million, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for everyone that's listening throughout this interview. If it does add value to you, be sure to give my guest some love. Smash the thumbs up. You're new to the channel, then boom, smash the subscribe button. And until next time, you guys, take care and ciao. Ciao, bro.